0: Welcome to Move the District, where you can find the best ways to stay healthy, stay moving, and stay informed in Washington DC. Now, more than ever, we have a wealth of information and opportunities to live the high-performance, pain-free life that we want. My name is Dr. Mike Yassen, and my goal is to show you the backstories behind the individuals and businesses that provide these opportunities for everyone, no matter who you are. Now, let's move. Move the District is sponsored by Big League Performance and Rehab. At Big League Performance and Rehab, we help active adults stay that way, pain-free and active during the sports and activities that they love for life. We do this by working on four different areas. That's movement, nutrition, stress management, and sleep. When we optimize these four areas, you feel better, you move better, and you live better. Head to Rehab.com to see how we can help you stay active for life. All right, welcome back to episode 35, the big three, five. Uh, Thanks for tuning in this week. Today, another great episode coming your way. But before we get started, if you haven't already, please, please, please subscribe. Whatever platform you listen to, Amazon, Apple, Spotify, they're all out there. We're everywhere, you're everywhere. Subscribe, please, and while you're at it, please drop a five-star rating in there. I appreciate it a lot. Today, we have the former director of health, wellness, and performance for the Washington Wizards, as well as the former head athletic trainer and strength coach for the Washington Mystics. He's also the creator of the Nine to Thrive podcast. Please welcome Naveen Hederachi. Naveen, thanks for coming on the show.
1: Mike, my friend, thank you so much. This is a pleasure. This is a treat. I get to see you and talk to you. This is amazing. Yes. And congratulations N- on our episode 35.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Naveen, I got to be honest with you. You are probably my great white Buffalo here in Washington, D.C. I have been following you for years and I don't think you probably even know that, but I've been following you for years and I waited till we got live here for me to drop that bomb on you. And, uh, you were, I'll be honest with you, you're going to laugh. You were probably one of the main reasons how I ended up here in D.C.
1: <laughs> wow. Mike, thank you.
0: So, so going back to when I graduated PT school, this is story time here. So going back to when I started story time, wasn't like, wasn't like I, I followed you. I wasn't like I followed you here, but you started my interest in D.C., because when I graduated PT school and I was applying to different jobs all over the country, I was looking at all the different job boards and what my past experience of working in professional sports uh, before PT school, I had always had this vision of myself going back into professional sports after uh, I finished PT school. So while I was looking at different physical therapy jobs, I also was looking at other jobs in the professional sports world. And one night, I guess, sometime in July, after I had graduated, I was looking at the job board and there was a, some sort of opening for the, for the wizards. And there was the contact information, Naveen Heterachi, And, and I, I was like, I don't know what, I don't know what, what prompted it, but I decided to Google you. I just Googled you. I typed you into Google. And uh, what came up was sports therapy and rehab star. and, I saw, you know, you were on there and I saw everything else that was on there and I was like, wow, this place seems awesome, this is the place to be. And this seems like a cool place to be. And then sure enough, by some weird stroke of, of fortune, about like a week or two weeks later, I'm back on the job board again, going through jobs. And there was a job opening for sports therapy and rehab in Washington, DC. And I was like, oh shit, this is that place that I was talking about. And then I applied and uh, both of our, I guess, both of our mentors, Kathy Braun, she, uh, she called me up. I applied with a Tuesday night at like 10 o'clock, about 15 minutes later, I get a phone call from a 202 number. Hey, Mike, Kathy Braun. I was like, I was like, this lady's crazy and I love it. And uh, the, the, the rest was history. And then I ended up coming down here and then I'll also never forget my first day at Star where the whole front desk, Wendy and Natasha, love them. And then, you know, and they're all telling me about how, Oh, Naveen, you're going to love Naveen. you got to meet Naveen. And I'm like, okay, let me send Naveen an email. So I send Naveen an email and I'm like, Hey, Naveen, my name's Mike Yassin. I'm a, you know, I just started working at star. I have this background in professional sports. I worked with the Yankees, the Giants. And you're like, Mike, thanks so much for uh, the email. We're currently not hiring, but we'll keep you uh, in our, in our minds. And I was like, my jaw just dropped. I was like,
1: Oh
0: man! <laughs> and and then uh, that was the start. That was the start of our relationship.
1: And so then Rima, you came and hung out with me that yes, one day. Yes. We had a great chat, right? Yes,
0: yes. And then and then uh, and then Mama Wendy set us up, and uh, and we got to come in. I got to come in and see you uh, in all your glory with the Mystics, which was which was awesome. That was a lot of fun. Um, it was great to to be in that environment and and see what you were doing. Especially, they had talked so much about you, so it was it was funny. And then, sure enough, I leave Star, and I I start big league here at you know, at District CrossFit. And and who shows up one day for a workout? You. <laughs> I feel like just we're just always uh, crossing paths here in DC. And so, I just was like thinking about who I should have in the podcast. And I was like. I was like Naveen; he's the obvious answer here. So Love Love uh, I, I am, I'm happy you're on the show, and I'm uh, looking forward to to digging into uh, your story here a little bit.
1: Man, I'm uh, I'm so honored and proud. Like you got your own place now; you're you're thriving at your own place, so thank it's you. amazing. So congratulations on that, Mike.
0: Thank you, thank you. So let's talk a little bit about you now. Uh, originally from Sri Lanka. Now, how did you go from Sri Lanka? To the Washington Wizards.
1: Um. So story in Sri Lanka is I came to America in 1991. It's uh, really 30 years to this uh, two weeks ago. Wow. Um. I went to high school in Maryland. Okay. I've been in Maryland, so Washingtonian. Really, my dad uh, at that time worked for the Sri Lankan embassy. Uh, He's uh, the chauffeur for ambassador. Uh, Then, um, you know, no one has gone to uh, college in my family. So the whole goal was to really. Top of the top of the mountain, you know, Martin Luther King top of the mountain was get to college. Like when you get to college, you're done. Uh You achieved it. Like rest in peace. Um, (laughs) So while I was going to high school, I wasn't really good at school, as in I had to try hard because I took all um, ESL, ESL, English as a second language, right? um, To learn English. So It was just kind of a bit challenging. At the same time, I had a a 40-hour job uh, in a restaurant called Booymongers. So I worked 40 hours in the weekend, you know, supporting my family with my parents. Um, While you were in high school? Huh? While While you were in high school. school. Yeah, while while in high school. Wow. Um, And then on top of that, I ran track. I knew the ticket to college is not through education because I am barely going to make that SATs. Um, the ticket to college is track and field, so I did triple jump, and um, I went to college. I got a track scholarship. I, you know, I went to college, and um, so I'm like, I'm done. Like I achieved my <laughs> life. I'm enlightened. I'm good to go. Then you at know, you 22, that's college. it. We're
0: done. That's right, it. Game right, right. Like you done.
1: Game done. Because nobody ever told me that you have to go to college and 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 get a major study a major because my mom didn't do it. My dad didn't do it. Nobody around me has done that. So I didn't know about majors. Mike, not even kidding me, literally the first day in school, they said, hey, you got to pick a major. Uh, my guidance counselor, I'm like, what is a major? So she explained to me about the major and I'm literally going through the list, accounting, engineering, all that come down to it. I'm like, I don't like any of that. Like, I don't want to do any of this because I don't know. It's my, the whole English thing, you know? Yeah. And then um, I come to sports, medicine, I'm like, sports, I get it. I understand sports. So I just clicked it and take, took off that journey, Mike. Uh, it's, it's the best, you know, checkbox that I ever did. Um, I graduated from college I um, that same year. Uh, actually, the next year, I graduated in 2000 and I worked at the clinic with Kathy Braun. Um, a lot of people said no to me. Um, I had literally 90 rejection letters from all the NFL teams for internships. In wow. 2001, Redskins called and said, hey, we got our internship. We got a part-time job for you. And that kind of took off. Um, wow. So I worked for the Redskins for two years, um, somewhat part-time, somewhat intern. I traveled some of the trips. Um, Super Bowls next week, one of my favorite first trips was uh, to uh, Tampa Bay. I always remember my first uh, football trip. Um, then, you know, as, as, as you know, um, Steve Spurrier, head coach, got fired. You know, they cleaned up the whole medical staff. Actually, they cleaned my, my boss. And then I have nothing, no job. Um, at the same time, I'm working in the clinic part time. And I just, you know, reached out to the Washington business and hey, I would love to work. You know, I got the taste of football. I would love to work. And they said, um, sorry, we don't have a job, but come on in, let's see what will happen. And that's 2003, 17 years ago, I went in there and just kind of made, made a point for myself because coming from the uh, clinic, I knew rehab. I understood rehab. I understood rehab. So what I already started doing it intuitively, intuitively uh, preventative care. And you know, athletic trainers in the NFL NBA, we were reactive, not so much proactive and preventative. So I came to the NBA with the without even knowing this extra skill set from the clinic. You know, thank you for Kathy again. Um, right. you know, give me the opportunity. By the way, I got that internship with Kathy. I was a student with her two years prior, yellow pages. I went through all the yellow pages <laughs> and put my finger there and called and she said, yes. So oh I, you know, um, 2003, I started with the uh, Wizards. Then 2004, 2005, 2006, I was asking hey, I could do the mystics job as well, but they are like, no, 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 we don't want a man doing it. So they kept on firing their uh, um, athletic trainer. So finally in 2006, they gave me that. Then that's when I kind of left the clinic because summertime I did uh, mystics and uh, wintertime I did basketball. And um, after 17 years later, you know, I'm, I'm here, it's now it's-, it's 17 much, years, uh, wow. Yeah, so it's, it's pretty much 20 years in the, in the, in the D.C. professional sports. Um, wow. The best way to say is that, you know, I went through high school, I went through college, and, and kind of the same way through working with the Redskins and the Wizards is that another part of the high school and college, now I'm really ready to work and and i'm really to ready to make an impact on in the world in around the world
0: yeah yeah and i think that's awesome cuz now you're 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 moving on now you you've moved on and and now you're you're starting to set up some some programs uh in some different countries talk a little bit about that
1: yeah mike absolutely um you know i just uh, kind of i jokingly tell everybody that i, I went from helping and taking care of this amazing 15 millionaire young kids to now helping wanting to help 15 million people every year. So that's, that's my purpose. That's my Dharma. Um, And now it's about just going to different countries to experience the countries and just paying it forward. So um, we just had a a, a clinic workshops in a Tanzania and bar in uh, october wow um we did five of them uh, two of them got canceled because there was the elections and they didn't want the physical therapists <laughs> leaving the clinic which oh is God. crazy because they're governmental employees so they didn't want them so two of them got cancer but we had five of them and uh, one of them was a soccer clinic injury prevention how to prepare how to warm up how to eat what to eat and one for basketball and one for um a physical therapist. So we end up doing like five, five of those just like that. Uh, just sharing the basic knowledge, empowering them how to be the CEO of their own health, empowering the, the therapist to need to treat the young athletes without needing any tools. You know, just what, what, what are the basic fundamental stuff that we need that we really never, we learn it in school, but we just kind of brush it off but now after working and being exposed to everything that has the world has to uh, offer, you know, I have traveled to Australia, um, Belgium and learning from the pioneers of physical therapy, pioneers of kairos, pioneer, pioneers of osteopathic, pioneers of functional medicine. I have learned and everything, every time that I learn, I realize that, you know what, there's nothing like basic fundamental movements, basic, basic fundamental nutrition, like you talk about sleep eating the real ingredient food. So teaching these back to the people and, and tell them like, look, our ancestors, two generations ago, our great-grandmother, great-grandfather lived with so much excitement, happiness every day. You know what? Let's get back to what we did to stay healthy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, th- I think we, there's a very much a overcomplication. Overcomplication of of health practices now. I think you know it's it's what's the latest gadget, what's the latest trend, what's the latest fad, and and as a result, you know I, I think it's kind of where we are today with with healthcare and and uh, there's there's such a, a focus on you know what's the newest technique, what's the newest you know exercise routine, and and I think uh, as a result, yeah, we got away from a lot of the basic stuff, you know, like. You know, here at Big League, like the inside, it says "movement is medicine." Like people forget to move, you know, and, and we got to, we got to get people moving. And and it's one of those things where I think with you know healthcare here in America, it's it's sick care, right? You know, like like we've we've gotten away from from healthcare and it, it's sick care. You know, eighty eight percent. I say I say this stat all the time. Eighty eight percent of all the healthcare costs in our country are reactive, you know, and twelve percent is proactive. It should be the other way around we should be proactive about our health uh you know it just it just makes sense like yes like we can treat you if you have heart disease but wouldn't it be better to prevent it in the first place
1: absolutely i mean and then people always want stuff right they go to the doctor and they want prescription like 70% of the people Give me that in pill. this country want pills like 70% that's just hard to imagine and when we in when we in, uh, in tanzania we saw how healthy the people who live in the jungle, all they had was what the jungle was offered and they're healthy, their teeth are better. They're not so stressed. They're sleeping well, right? Like, Mike, you talk about it like if, if one of these developed country people get hit by the bus, the bus test, they can fight through it but if somebody in in maasai people get through the hit by the bus they're good to go next day. they're good to go now american people gonna be on the sick they gotta go to icu right oh, they gotta yeah. have yeah. all the yeah. pills all the doctors like they can't get out of that after that all of a sudden now they're on wheelchair
0: now what's the what's the life expectancy like in in, in those countries like how long do people live
1: you know what? Great question. Like that, even in, so those countries, I would say like, uh, we saw the elders, they're like eighties in the eighties. Yeah. And they are like just strong and good, you know, like think about it, even in America, even in Sri Lanka, the life expectancy is high. But if you look at it last 20 years, they are really not living. Well, you it's know? what the they're quality like, of
0: life is. Yeah.
1: Right. They are in bed rest. So those numbers are very much skewed, you know?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I think, yeah, I think you you tend to see, yeah, like the people living longer, but what's the quality of life? That's, that's the big thing. There's a, uh, there's a quote from Teddy Roosevelt that I love. He said, uh, uh, you can either wear out or you can rust out. And he goes, I'd rather, uh, I'd rather wear out. And, and I, I, I love that quote, because yeah, I think, I think now, yeah, I think, you know, nowadays, you're seeing people living longer, but what's the quality of life? I mean, I know for myself I plan on living to be 120 years old. So um <laughs> we'll 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 see. But you know, I plan on uh you know trying to stay active as and healthy as possible and live to be 120, but you know, we'll we'll see what happens uh between now and the next uh 90 years. But uh but yeah, I mean I think I think that's it's it's an interesting thing to look at because um yeah, I mean people, you know, you, you think about, you know, as an American, you think about countries like Tanzania and Zanzibar, and you're like, oh well they're they're poor countries. They, they, they got poor healthcare. They have, you know, uh, you know, low quality of life there, you know, all that stuff. And, and, uh, and then, you know, guess what? They still live to be 80 years old, still live to be 85 years old. You know, people are still living long lives. And like you said, they're still active, you know, still healthy. So it's, it's one of those things where, you know, people are, you know, it, it's not always about the, having the best access to, Medicine, And I say, when I say medicine, I'm talking about pills and, and those types of things. And, and it's, it's about, you know, how you take care of yourself, you know, through your whole life, not just what medicines you take when you have heart problems.
1: Absolutely. Mike, you mentioned, you know, to be honest with you, they're not just living, Mike. They're thriving. They have Christmas every single day. Christmas right? every single
0: day. I'm every down for that. Day.
1: I mean, you know what I mean. Like they're thriving. They're just not like, like that. you know. Americans are just like head down. They're just walking around. I feel like them just so much energy. They're thriving. They're not depending on anybody else. They're they different. don't have
0: Twitter. That's why they don't have to worry about Twitter. That's they don't the have big Twitter, thing. I
1: do that. Get like, off
0: what? of uh, get off of damn Twitter and uh, yeah, because that that I think that right there is enough to set a, a country back about three decades worth of happiness. Absolutely. Absolutely. um so one thing i want to i want to touch on is your transition from school to professional sports i think a lot of people because you were you were an athletic trainer athletic training major is that what you ended up graduating with right yeah sports medicine yeah yeah. so like i think a lot of people get into those niches whether it's athletic training physical therapy you know pre-med and and there's this like hey like i want to work with professional athletes and i know that was what i that was my thought and it was always my one focus but like talk about that process of how you because i know you have an interesting story about how you went from uh you know school to star to then the redskins and the and the whiz and everything else talk about that a little bit
1: um you know what i will say uh just going to the redskins i i'm a i am I want to say i'm a biohacker so Even though I was athletic training major, I was just literally hacking myself because trying to go from Sri Lanka to America to going to college in track and field, I had to hack myself. So I always read everything that people didn't read. It could be about the plyometrics. It could be about nutrition. It could be about grounding, whatever. I always read these stuff, the outlier stuff and I started collecting these little gold nuggets, you know what I mean? So when I went to Redskins, I just had all these gold nuggets that I was able to help athletes Um, could be about like, Hey, you know what? You have to fast. This is how you fast. And the guys realized that, okay, if I eat three to four hours before bedtime, I could go to sleep better. And my game day sleeping is that much better. I have so much energy. Mm -hmm. So I started doing that stuff and like, I was kind of high on life where I was able to help people more than what I was doing as a profession by helping helping them through biohacking and very much individualizing. The kicker, if he's missing field goals, you know, we were kind of talking about like being grounded, taking a minute, like you could kick, you could make 100 free throws in practice while you're missing free throws in the game. It's, it's nothing to do with your skill set. Right. So how can we biohack? So like, those are, I would say my niche that I really customize each athlete. You know, every athlete I, um speaking about mentors, you know, uh, Dean Klein-Smith, he told me the first day, Mike, he said, anytime an athlete comes through that door, you're going to stop everything that you're doing and you're going to go and take care of that person. Because you are here because of that person. I think that that was a game changer for me. So literally, um, even now to today, this morning, the person that I'm touching, working, seeing, that's all the person. That's the only person and the last person that I ever going to meet in my life. And that's exactly how I give myself. So it was easy for me to really customize it. And I think right. that's what really makes me unique is that I really individualize, customize, even though there's 15 basketball players or 50 football, uh, uh, football players, like individual needs because everybody needs an individual, a treatment, yep. uh, a nutrition, sleep hack, a mindfulness hack. So I think that's where kind of, it, I didn't really le- use what I learned in school. I just kind of, fell into this amazing customization for each person
0: yeah I think I think you you have a, a blog post is it said, treating physical injuries of athletes is only half the job and and I love that because it's so much more than just the physical injuries of it it's it's creating that buy-in right and like getting them to trust you and I don't know have you ever read the book conscious Coaching by Brett Bartholomew
1: no I have not I know what I started it but I didn't finish it you should,
0: I, yeah. I, I recommend you that book it. I have it
1: on. The, I, hold, I have it on my iPhone actually.
0: Oh, there you go. Yeah, I, I actually, he actually came uh, to a conference I was at about a year and a half ago and he spoke and it was awesome. And one of the funny things he talked about was like, because he was, he's a former NFL strength coach. And he talks about how do you get 20 year old millionaires to listen to you? How, how do you get 20 year old mil- millionaires to listen to you? You know, they got all the money in the world. They got all the athletic talent in the world. How do you get them to listen to you? What's the secret?
1: You asking me, or you asking? I'm, I'm asking you. What's the You're secret? Me? You know what? It's a great question. Um, people ask me all the time, and and as you, as you have talked about it, right? You you were with the Yankees organization, a skinny kid. Why would a 6'5", 250 kid who could bench press you with one hand and make <laughs> thirty million, should listen to you? You know what? I think the same thing kind of went through me because I was in the training room. And then I went into the weight room. Then I was in the both rooms. So what was good for me is that um, I kind of walked the walk, right? I was able to, they left four or five more than them, right? So uh-huh. I was able to do stuff better than them, more than them. So that was a a, a quick buy-in. And um, for NBA guys, they saw me that on the road, I'm going to CrossFit or yoga or paddle boarding. They were kind of keen. And then I talked everything for them that they didn't see it on IG or that their friends didn't do, their other teammates didn't do. So that was automatic buy-in. Like I could say, Hey, so-and-so player, you can eat that m and because your A1C has been this, this, this for the last two years, right? I had numbers. I had data. I could talk about the the sleep nutrition. So I was coming from this again, going back to that thumbprint diet, that's very individualized, um uh, July. So I got the buy-in without even need to do. I was just myself. And I think Mike is going back to what my mentor said. I stopped everything for them. Like nowadays, um, yesterday I got to talk to two players. Um, and one question about one player's question about was his aunt and one question was about his two kids. And these are players, both of them, not even kidding you, probably played in the league NBA combined. 20 years, they wow. probably been over six teams and getting a question about their mom or kids. Like, I know, like I was telling my, my wife, I'm like, this made my day. Like, this is what I'm in here for. So I made a, a video and send them what they need to do. Like, I think that's where the buy-in is Like you know, people want to try hard, but just try hard to be and give everything to the person in front of you. Yep. That's the- it's a,
0: it's, buy-in. it's, it's funny. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I necessarily recognized it maybe like my first year where you're there for them. You're there for them. That's, that's it. You're not there for yourself. You know, you're, you're, it's, it's not about you. And and I think, you know, the strength coach world gets that reputation of being a little uh, egocentric and it's about me. I'm, I'm the lead, whatever it is. And, uh, and yeah, at the end of the day, it doesn't, I, I think, you know, Yes, it's good to always walk the walk, but I think at the end of the day, if you're not there for them, you know, you're, not, you're gonna have a hard time fitting in. That's the biggest thing is, and that's like, once you get the chance to actually talk to these guys and learn about their mom or their sister or their wife or whoever it might be, that's where the buy-in becomes. Because then you create those relationships so that when you're like, all right, today we're working out instead of them saying, you know, screw you, I'm not gonna work out today they're, you know, oh, I don't feel like, but all right, I'll do it. You know, it, it's where those, those, that, those little things come in so that, you know, there isn't this, like, those – those because uh, I've been in those situations before, and I'm sure you've come across them at some point, you know, where people just don't want to buy in, people don't want to be a part of it, and and uh, and it comes tricky. But, you know, the more you can, like, invest in these relationships, the less that happens, I think.
1: Absolutely. It's, it's such a treat. Like, uh, last Friday, I talked to a guy who – was with the Washington Wizards in 2003. Wow. He played for the Lakers. He's been in the league for a long time. He won a national champion. And, like, answering their questions, like, I'm like, oh, my God, this is a treat. This is a treat for me to help you. Like, don't thank me. I'm thanking you that you call me and you want my help. Because what I did, you know, in 2003 for your Achilles injury, you know what I mean? Wow. So it's it's just amazing. It just I think I think that's where we need to thrive on thrive where that you make an impact in their life because you were selflessly giving, you know?
0: Right. No, absolutely. I, I think that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Uh it's it's, it's, it's it's such an interesting concept of like how do you how do you work with these guys who seem to have everything? How do you get them to buy in? And it's um it's it's more complicated and less complicated than you think at yep. the same time which is and so it makes it like a really um fascinating thing. It is like the concept of like it's like human it's like human psychology, you know? How do we get people to listen to us? And it and it's funny that I've taken it from that professional sports world and now you I mean same for you, you're applying it to, you know, non-professional athletes now. It's like how do I get buy-in with the lawyer who works 50 hours a week, has two kids and you know and, and likes to do CrossFit, you know? How how do you get buy-in from that person? And it's a, it's the same concept. It's like you treat them like a human being, <laughs> you know, and, and, uh, and, you know, it, it's, you know, they're a human being at the end of the day. So let's not uh, make it any more complicated than that. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Um, I want to talk a little bit more. So on your website, you mentioned the R E D T the red method. Is that how, am I saying that right? Do, is Reddit, there a yeah. Reddit, Reddit method. Yeah. Tell me, tell, tell us a little bit about the Reddit method.
1: Um, so out of all these years that that I kind of develop my own way. So Reddit is RE for uh, root cause evaluation and just, just figuring out what it is, right? All of us could treat. It's just easy to treat. Treatment is, I kind of tell, um, uh, you know, all the interns that they come, you know, they want to know the tr- technique of treating manipulations, kneeling. they want to know all the treatment. I'm like a monkey could do the treatment, but the skilled person is the evaluation part. That's where we make the money. Mm-hmm. Because really treatment, they could go to men's health and read it and do the exercises or whatever, right? Like kinesi tape or whatever. But root cause evaluation is where we're going to figure out what is the root cause. Is your right neck hurting because you're not breathing well? Is it your big toe? Is it you're not sleeping well? Is the wrong pillow or you're not being mindful? Or can it be um, something that you're eating, right? Is, Is that dairy or the spinach or the meat driving that right neck to be tight? What is it? So really going back to looking at the patient's vision, dental, gut, stool, feet, Um, every single part of it. So literally just dive in there, looking at the history and figuring out what's the root cause cause of it. So root cause evaluation. Then after that, let's design it, okay? You know, you talked about that lawyer. We talked about that basketball player. We talked about the basketball player's mom. The end result is the same. We just want them to do what they want to do, but let's design that will fit them if the lawyer that works 50 hours let's give them stuff that they do they won't fail right we give them stuff they fail it's not gonna work out we could tell them to walk and do the call outside if it's not if they're not gonna do it right it, there's no results so design it based on Then again, we go back to the thumbprint, everyone's very specific. Then T for transformation or treatment. We are via transformation or treatment. I don't want that injury to come back. If you keep getting the left hamstring or right hamstring or growing, like I just talked to a a kid, he had right adductor, right hamstring, uh, right um, uh, hernia, right psoas, like you're just going injury after injury after injury after. That means it's the same thing. Like they didn't fix you. You know what I mean? Like right. the doctor put a message in that they didn't fix you. So I want transformational treatment where not only I'm going to fix you now, but I want to fix that stuff going to come from three years from now, five years from now, because I looked at your stool, because I looked at your sleep, because I know your HRV, your deep sleep, REM sleep. So I could kind of predict and give you guidelines. Okay. If you keep on getting this much REM sleep in 10 years from now, your memory, right? Mm-hmm. I don't um, you know, like you're suspectable, like we can't keep on doing this. We can't keep on driving that bus to the wall and, and and going to the repair shop. Let's not drive that bus to the wall because then it's a brand new bus.
0: There's only so many times you can foam roll, you know? Exactly, right? <laughs> exactly. There's only so many times you can foam roll. Exactly. And I, I think it, it ends up being one of the things where, you, you know, you can't put a Band-Aid on a gunshot wound. Yep. You can't put a Band-Aid on a gunshot wound. And as a result, yeah, you just, you, you know, you, you keep foam rolling you keep doing the same thing over and over again and it's it's literally the definition of insanity you're, you're banging your head against the wall expecting a different result and it's like well if i just do this one thing you know and it's like well guess what are you sleeping no okay great how's your stress levels you know all these things go into
1: it how, how long i'm interested when you do one of your root cause evaluations how long does that take oh man to to be honest you it is it's timeless because uh I need to like go home and look at their DNA data, right? Then I need to uh, get their stool stool data. I need to get their blood work. I need to get the urine. So then I got to kind of like figure out, okay, how is each one? It's like a key, like what's locking it, what's unlocking it. And then I got to do the table treatment, table evaluation. Wow. Uh, then I got to have a just a human to human interaction conversation. So it's just like literally uh, people, then I want to know like what they eat and how that compared to their aura data, right? Sleep score, readiness score. So it's just not a one-time evaluation. It's just almost like a continuum of evaluation. That's why I like to go there, embedded with myself with them, then I get to see it. I wanna see how their skin look, right? I wanna know if they're breaking out. I wanna know how they smell, because that's gonna tell me a lot about their detoxing. I wanna know how their eyes look. I wanna know how how their big toe moves. So it's um, really dominant. You know, working with professional athletes, like you know, I had the whole day to work with them, right? When we go to all, Milwaukee, day, they got nothing all the, the, the money in the world, world.
0: Right? yeah, absolutely.
1: Right. You know, so um I got used to spending all this time with them and really like looking at when they're walking, how is it? You know, so it's a, it's a big big evaluation, not not a quick one.
0: Yes, right, 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 right. And then yeah, and then and then the the treatment you know, it takes even longer. So you yep. end up taking and, the next several weeks to, to, to you know, embed yourself in, the, in their lives. And really, I mean, it's all, you're always evaluating, but yep. it's, you know, exactly. it's a constant process where you're, you're literally there with them 24 seven, which I think is awesome.
1: And the treatment is I uh, really guide them and empower them I mean, instead of giving them fish, right? Instead of giving them the foam roller, guide them Okay, if you're getting tight on the left calf, where is it? So let's go back into our root cause and figure out why you keep getting that left calf tight. Let's see the bigger picture. Let's take that whole 360 degree approach and see why that left calf, left calf t- get, might get tight. Is that every time you get a phone call from your boss, every Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday, your left calf is tight. So what is that, right? Uh-huh. So, you know what I mean? Like really diving and unlocking all right. this. and. Then, Treatment is again like empowering them, give them all the tools that they don't need me. Um, mm-hmm. They could k- take care themselves, and that's when that patient, you know, 15 years from now, gonna call and say, "Hey, my mom or my son or my daughter, you know, I am fine. I don't need you." So that's where that the 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 the. the the high
0: creating patients for life or, or, or clients for life. Cause I don't even yeah. really like to use the term patient cause patient like kind of like makes you think there's something wrong with you, but like, there's nothing wrong. Maybe there's nothing wrong with you, you know? And, and so, uh, but yeah, you're creating that buy-in for life, I guess, is, yeah. is the best way to say it. Yeah. It's funny. You were saying the thing about the phone call with the, with the boss, it reminds me of, um, someone I, who I used to work with when I was at star, uh, it was a, a kid who was a junior at GW and and he had this shoulder pain he had hurt his shoulder bench pressing and he's a young kid he's a big strong kid and he was always he was always he was working out a lot but he also was always uh studying he was trying to graduate early because he was fixated on this idea that if he graduated college early he you know he could get a good job make a lot of money be successful people would like him all these things so he's like taking like god knows how many credits like 25 credits a semester something crazy like that and, you know, he's, he's, his free time was basically spent doing homework and working out. And then he hurt his shoulder, he couldn't bench press. So he was, you know, obviously frustrated down the dumps about that. And we were trying everything with him, you know, in a biomechanical sense. We're trying everything in a biomechanical sense. We were doing Graston, we were doing needling, ART. I mean, you name it, strength, any kind of strength, training. we were doing it all and nothing worked. And then he went away on vacation with his family down to Charleston. And he comes back and I see him that week. And he's like, Mike, he's like, he's like, I was gone the whole week and my shoulder felt great. He goes, as soon as he was also, in addition to like taking 25 credits, he was also like doing an internship in the government somewhere. He says, as soon as I got back to my desk, uh, Monday morning, the shoulder came right back. Shoulder pain came right back. He's like, I'm so frustrated. And I was like, just like, there you go. And it was like, maybe it's not your shoulder. Maybe it's the fact that you are taking 25 credits and not having any fun and doing a job that you probably don't like. And, and it, you know, it's like all of a sudden it's like, there's that psychosocial component to the, the biopsychosocial model where we're like, oh shit, look, actually, maybe it's because you're super stressed. Um, and, and it's funny how we start to incorporate those aspects into healthcare and it just opens up a whole new world to you that I think people don't quite understand just yet.
1: Mike absolutely so quick story to tell you similar similar like that um the the reason that this whole mindfulness came to me how about uh because you know obviously in school like when I graduated nobody talked about mindfulness right that's like yeah I was raised in a Buddhist religion we barely talked about mindfulness even though I'm Buddhist mm-hmm. um so uh um I got two stories so the first one is uh, um um you know, working at STAR, right out of college, I thought I knew everything about frozen shoulders. I'm like, hey, I'm a textbook. I just graduated, right? I got my diploma. I'm, I'm going to fix this frozen shoulder.
0: I remember that um, feeling.
1: I'm, I'm working with this lady, and it's been like two weeks and zero improvement in the range. Like zero. And I don't know why. I don't know for what reason. I started talking to her as a human being. And, and no, I think it was like a month. I started work. I, I I asked, talk to her like a normal human being instead of being like a, a mechanic. Oh, let's fix this, do this, right? All these techniques. So I found out that her mom has passed away a month before and something with, happened with her husband and she got laid off. Mike, so first of all, I'm like, like what? So that whole, <laughs> whole, the whole, uh, appointment, we are just talking, right? Uh, she comes the next session. Like I'm going home and I'm like sad. She comes to next session. I'm talking. Like it just kind of into a talking thing. And then next session, now we're talking, but the range of motion is getting better. Uh-huh. Like, what? <laughs> then that that week, the third session, it just clicked. I was, I was, I was taking the, the stress. I was unloading it. Every week I unloaded it. I took on 15% this week, 15% this week, 15% this week. Her shoulder was improving. I didn't do anything. I pretty much, it was just amazing to see her progress going from, you know, I think you have talked about in, in podcasts like recently, like even now, people don't get to have this interaction, right? Yep. So we might be the only person that they get to talk and interact. And that's a big thing for them. Big, you huge. Know? Yep. Like I helped this lady 99.999% just by listening and zero 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 one percent of touching her.
0: Yeah. If, I mean, if, if we don't listen, I mean, you got to listen. That's the biggest thing is you got to listen. If you, if you gotta can't listen. listen, and like, and it, it's funny. Yeah. Like you're like, oh, physical therapy, exercise, working out, right? No, it's, it, it's not just, you know, working out and exercise. It's, it's, it's yeah. the, the component of, of listening. And it's, there's a, there's a little mental uh therapy you know or, or or you know whatever you want to call it but there's there's that little bit of counseling that goes into it that uh you know i, I almost like to refer like what we do is a more like coaching than anything yeah. you know and and, uh, yeah. and and life coaching yeah, yeah. And, and and i think as a result that's that's why like some i mean some of my favorite sessions are ones where i just sit and talk with you know whoever i'm working with and and you know we got a we got a big whiteboard in the in the office and sometimes it's just game planning, what their workouts are going to look like, what their, their day, your schedule is going to look like, how you get, you know, the food you need to get the, you know, the water you need to get, the sleep you need to get, the exercise you need to get, how do you get all this in with, you know, their lifestyle. And, and, you know, some of those are my favorite sessions where like, I'm like, and they're like, Oh, sorry. We talked the whole time. I'm like, no, this was great. Like, like, I hope you see, you saw the benefit of it. I know the benefit of it. Like, yeah, let's just talk and, and, you know, come with a game plan. Cause at the end of the day, you know, the sessions here at big league are one hour, you know, and, and they're a super helpful one hour, but guess what? There's another 23 hours in the day that you got to go out there and live your life.
1: Absolutely. So I got my second story is, is one of my favorite of all time. Um, so I, I uh, we were in Orlando and we are, uh, maybe coming off of like five, six losing streak, like one game losing, you know how it is, right? One mm-hmm. game is like life is life is over almost. So this, like five or six almost seven game losing streak i gotta go back and look and see and um i text coach uh, in the morning and i say hey coach from our hotel it's literally a 10 minute walk uh to the arena we're going to shoot on the game day and um i said coach instead of taking the bus for this 10 minute walk can we take the bus because we're in orlando we're coming from dc or wherever it's so nice the sun is out we need that and uh coach uh, you know text me and said you know let me think about it and then um so i text the players i say hey guys uh, because some of the guys are there flip-flops to go to the bus you know and they kind of carry the shoes i text the guys and say hey guys i want you to be ready i'm going to um are going to walk to practice today okay and like no response from the guys um you know of course right so coach comes down he was like no, assistant coaches come down after their meeting. So they have the meeting. I guess the head coach told us. They're like, man, what do you want to try to do? We are in a losing streak. This is not a game. This is not playing around. This is a game. We, we don't want to walk. I'm like, coach, like it's, we're not dying here. Can we just walk? We get some, we could bond and we could get some. So Mike, finally, the players got excited. Like they got excited, you know, as soon as they come out inside. So we all walk. And now coaches are talking to the players. Players are talking to the medical staff. It's just a family bonding. Wow. You know, not basketball, like family yeah. bonding. And then we go there, we have a shooter and this is one of the best street ever. Like, it just felt like it's not a business meeting anymore. It's just something you did as a kid. You just played yeah. basketball as a kid. It's just a kid sport. There you, you go. Know? It's, so- it's a game. At the end of the day, it's a game. It's a game. So yep. now that shiran was probably the one of the best. Everyone was smiling. We got, you know, we had sun. People got to know each other, right? No phones, nothing human interaction. And the best part is, after the shiran, no one took the bus back. Everyone. Uh, was. Wow. Wow. So that was like one of the best days. Like where, like we are the life coach. Like we are there to serve and help people and show them. Like show. The, the sun right like like that's the other side of darkness is the sun show that the lightness all the time guide them we are guides we are in this amazing amazing uh, position to guide these young kids young men or anybody for yeah. them to feel and feel the best they can i, I want to say like we talked about what can we have christmas every day the best life every single day right high on life Why can we do that
0: there you go why not i like it why not oh wait did you get did you guys win
1: no, I think we lost that game. <laughs> I think we lost. Yeah, I think but you felt good. I felt feel good, right? So it's about, its about—it's not about you know the game that we lost two days ago, or it's, right. not, it's not about the game that we lost that night. It's about that moment. What happened if we didn't get to play that game because of you know like the COVID games got canceled? Yeah, you know, right? Like an accident or whatever. But we enjoyed that moment. It's all about enjoying each other. Maybe we learn about somebody's. Uh, kid, family, like just we we have so many laughs. Like every time I look at their pictures and seeing guys coming back with the shirt off, like our media guys put some pictures and I uh, put on our Twitter. Uh-huh. And I screenshotted them and I'm like, oh my God, it's so great to see these guys. They barely go outside, you know what I oh, mean? Like,
0: oh, know? yeah, especially in the, in the winter, right? You're here in DC, yeah.
1: Right. Never Absolutely. go outside. You know, no, since, I mean I
0: I do it here. I, I do. I'm guilty of it myself.
1: <laughs> right? Like you was so nice to go outside, just and and like seeing the big smiles on everybody is just so great. Oh so my great. god, that's awesome.
0: Um, I want to talk a little bit here. Before you said uh, you're a biohacker. Yeah, you've always been a biohacker. Yeah. Explain to the people what a biohacker is.
1: Ooh, great question. So biohacking is biologically hacking through some way the the normal human being right mm-hmm. um it could be uh psychedelic so it could be something like a mushroom or a certain light wave sound um could be as simple as like a chamber, floor tank uh, like a jewel light um could be doing like a ivs like a nad plus a myers cocktail um to, to to nutrition uh biohacking to me nutrition is like Like this month, I decided to be a pescatarian to biohack myself to change my markers. And before that, I was a a wilditarian person where I only ate uh, animals that was uh, killed in wild, like duck, venison, um, bison. Okay. So hacking these stuff to just feel amazing, feel great. But at the same time, Mike... I want to make sure that when you biohack, do you have the basic four things that you talk about always, darling? How's your sleep? Give me a hundred on the sleep. Nutrition gotta be in point. Mindfulness gotta be next point. And can you have the basic fundamental moments? Can you squat? Can you touch your toes? Can you crawl like a baby? Can you do all the developmental? movements that the baby did. That's the basic fundamental moment. So when you have those, or when you have them at ninety percent, now let's spend money and hack yourself to be hundred. When you have them at ninety five percent, let's hack it. Because if you only have it at fifty percent, try to get to fifty five to sixty is gonna cost you a lot of money. Yep. These cryo chambers, the flow tank, the hyperbaric chambers, the ring, the sound waves, gonna cost you so much money. So before you spend any money, kind of like what we talked about it you got to biohack the basic. That is grounding, right? Before this call, I went outside, walked on the beach, grounded myself, meditated, got the sun in my eye, touched the water on my feet. So now I gave myself a different stimulant. I went from a, a 70 degree house to a, a 40 degree water, came back. Now I got a hot cold. Now I got blood in my head. Now I'm ready for for this big league podcast right oh my god there you go that's that's a biohack right there i'll,
0: I'll love it. it's one of those things where yeah like people are always like you know oh should i get a hypervolt should i get a theragun and i'm like no amount of theragunning is going to fix your back pain i'm sorry it's not going to happen like like yes are you sleeping eight hours a night yes okay great how's your nutrition nutrition is good good how's your your load management load management's good okay you would go ahead, get a Theragun or, or a Hypervolt. Go ahead. You know, it's one of the things where, yeah, like, let's not put the cart before the horse here. Let's take care of our basics. And if we're taking care of our basics, then you could throw that stuff in on top of it. I think that's kind of where it fits. I mean, then don't get me wrong. Like the things that like were help you to fall asleep, you know, things like that, like those are important. But yeah, when you try to throw in some of the, like the the other gadgets, the cryos, the float tanks, the, like I said, the, 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 the massage guns, stuff, right. Like expensive stuff.
1: Mike, for the last 17 years, I had a credit card without any expenses. So I was able to travel around the world and see these things, right? The biohacking conference, see these different things. Some of it, I don't even know how much the science is. And some of it, those foods, I don't even know if you can process those foods, right? People are always talking about, like, even sweet potato. You could talk about how great it is, but if you have an oxalus sensitivity, then it's not good for you i mean software sensitivity it's not good for you so first of all we need to hack ourselves we got to do the right thing you know people always want to do the marketing company let's go back to sweet potato the sweet potato marketing company not going to say anything negative about it right none of these biohacking stuff going to say nothing negative about it right, right. they're going to say oh it's going to improve your sleep take it take the cbd or l theanine but what is the negative effect that uh, that's going to happen? We have no idea. So, before you spend all this money and trying to hack yourself, like you said, let's dial in the four free things that we could feel hundred ninety-nine to hundred percent better. That we, it's not going to cost us anything.
0: Yeah, hundred, percent. I, I I couldn't I couldn't agree with you more. Um, so now you're you're pretty into like the wearable technology, right? So you have the aura ring. Do you have a, a whoop also Do you use? The yeah. Whoop? So
1: I have a, I probably had the whoop for probably like one of the first customers, uh, just oh. because of working in the NBA, just so much luxury, right? Like people yeah. reach out to me, Hey, try this, try that. And also now people know I try everything. I never turned down anything <laughs> where, um, now I talked to a guy about, um, a bio it's a chakra machine, like looking at chakras, you uh-huh. know, like oh, wow. literally I look, look at everything. Um, so, yeah, uh, I probably had the aura for like three, four years. And I mean, aura for about three years and uh, for about four years. What uh, do you prefer? Oh, definitely aura by far because uh, we did a validation study with the MBA as well. With uh, and uh, uh, aura was more valid in when it comes to sleep, uh, numbers, the metrics in sleep than Woo band. So, that's what I like. It's very much uh, similar to a clinical study.
0: Oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. What, uh, what are some of the other things that you, that you're big on these days?
1: Uh, big on these days. So right now I'm trying to like take as much as I can. First of all, I don't have the ex- uh, access, not being with the visits to some of the machines. Like I used to do cryo chamber pretty much every morning. I did all my emails on the hyperbaric chamber, things like that. So I don't have access. And plus being in um, right now, actually I'm pretty much, um, let's see i'm I'm wearing one right now while i'm talking to you it's called an apollo uh, oh um it's uh, a neurosensor um uh what else i got uh we do a lot of like um
0: i i saw on instagram you were you were wearing the uh the blue light glasses or not the yeah. blue light glasses not the blue light glasses the um the with the with they has like the um uh, what what are those like it looks like a you look like you're from star trek when you wear it
1: yeah so um, it's uh, it, uh, what it does is, uh, you know, with, with, the, with the traveling, with the changing time, with the circadian rhythm, they, uh, it's called IO. This light helps you re- reset your circadian rhythm. So that's one of the biggest things. Um, with, my, with my life now, I almost, you know, want to call it retire. I literally in that circadian rhythm, right? Like mm-hmm. at seven o'clock, I turn my phone off like you. Yeah. Uh, then 7 to 8 yeah. o'clock is, is husband and wife time. No phones, nothing. We're just going to sit there and talk. Then 8 to 9 is silence meditation time. Wow. And then 9 o'clock lights off. And then we get up in the morning when the sun comes up in 545. So wow. it's just really like trying to take everything out because because how toxic the environment in the NBA, right? You're on a flight every three days. You're getting toxins from the flight. You are, you're sleep deprived. You're coming home at 3 o'clock food. Right. Uh, Mm -hmm. With with the visits, the food was good because I kind of customized all the food, so it was like yeah, you know, we had a a grain free, dairy free, like we had so many options. So yes, you could eat really good or really bad, and in between, Um, that because you know I was in charge, so it was kind of like even the snacks was like really clean snacks. Yeah. Uh, When I started it, I uh, all the players say that. in 2003, when I started it, our flight was a Seven Eleven, and now it's a Whole Foods. <laughs> you know, so we went from like one end to the other end, but, you know, obviously guys still uh, bring in uh, Subway when, when when they have five-star hotel, f- uh, five-star restaurant food, they still want to eat their Subway or KFC uh, or, or uh, Chick-fil-A, but that it yep. is what it is. <laughs>
0: Um, all right. So Naveen, we are, uh, unfortunately we're running out of time here. I think we could probably talk for another three hours easily.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, I love talking to you hundred. So I got a
0: few, I got a few more questions for you here. More personal questions. What's yeah. the, uh, what's the last book you read?
1: Oh man, I'm a book junkie. Okay. okay. So I usually have about two books kind of on the cycle. I'll say the last book that I just finished like last week um, I'll probably go with the book about every 10 days. Um, last book that I just finished a couple of days ago, is called a uh, growing big dream. So I'm right now, I in into this, uh, subconscious, um, uh, reprogramming. I don't know if you saw that. I kind of put a tooth out with, uh, without any medicine. Wait, what? So, like, really, I went to the dentist and they took the tooth out without any, any, numbing or anything. And I put it on the IG and that's through a self-hypnotic. So that's what I'm working on right now. Self-hypnotic helps wow. you nose. because speaking about medicine, look, uh, if you look at it, um, it was, a uh, uh, numbing medicine, right. It started around 1930, 1940, right. Uh-huh. Before that they had, they did in India, they did a uh, brain surgery and all that through hypnotics, you know. So that's something that I'm I'm learning right now. Self hypnotizing, wow. um, uh, kind of in that. So okay. Uh, the last book that I finished, uh, uh, "Grow and Break Big Dreams." Is, it's Big it's, it's about dreams. Actually, really reprogramming your mind with dreams. Okay. By Robert Moss. And what I'm reading today is I'm reading two. I usually read like. Uh, in the morning one, it's more like a self-development. It's uh, called A Secret uh, secret uh, for Ages by uh, Robert Collier. Okay. And then um, in the afternoon, I'm reading uh, It's a brand new book um, by uh, Dave Asprey. It's called uh, Fast This Way. I'm not reading for fasting because I'm already fasting about 21 hours a day. But uh, the reason that I'm reading is that... Um, uh, I'm in a point in my life where I'm like looking forward to working with shamans and shamanic uh, journeys. And uh, Dave Asprey is the bulletproof guy. I, I love that guy. And he's talking about his journey with, with the shaman. Wow. Uh, and so that's uh, my book, my books for right now. I'm a, I'm a junkie like you. Like That's awesome, man. That's I awesome. Love I question because I know the reason that you asked this question is such a powerful question. Um, and I'm always hunting down for this this, uh, this special book as in like, I'm always reading to learn and grow. I think that's, that's how we grow. Like yeah. I probably listen to like two or three podcasts, read two books in the night and the day. That's awesome. Um, always growing. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I don't want TV. like, I don't have a TV. We don't have cable. We have zero you. TV in our life. Good for um, you. Last three years. Um, where are like, I, people talk to me about like other teams, like they were like, "Hey, have you seen this game?" I'm like, "No." If it's if I didn't see it while I was at work or in the gym, I have no idea.
0: Oh my god! So are you are you following the NBA at all this year?
1: Zero. So um, I was telling my wife, um, uh, I took the Wizards' uh, IG account off, Twitter account off. Um, oh, wow. So I have no idea. I really have no idea. My wife told me yesterday that they played in Houston because she saw John Wall, like, because she's so like, she knows everybody personally as well. Right. Um, Because I'm all time. So she knows them like, because she accidentally like got so excited, like John Wall. Uh-huh. And then she was telling me, but other than that, I have no idea.
0: Oh my God. That's, that's funny. Yeah. I mean, that happened. I mean, you, especially when you're in it for as long as you were, you know, you just kind of need, like you, you get burnt out a little bit and, and you kind of just need that. Like, you're just like, I need to get away from it.
1: Hey, more than Bernie now, like, I, I, honestly, to be honest with you, I feel like uh, for the last 17 years, I never had a job because it was the fun place to go to. Mm-hmm. It's it's about, like, um, Mike, I don't think you want to know anything about your middle school, right? Middle school soccer game. You know what I mean? Like, you passed on your middle school, your high school. Like, to, on to me, the next on. Onto the next chapter. Onto on the next chapter. So I really don't, it doesn't matter what the Redskins do or, or Wizards do, like, on to the next chapter. yeah they go. call me. Like yesterday, somebody called me, a player, and he want me to take a look at his, his stuff. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to like call the video coordinator and download your stuff and take a look at you because you call me. But other than that, like we are moving on. You know, the, I think that's how we uh, evolve and grow. We're on to the next chapter. We don't mm-hmm. want to think about the past. Bigger
0: you know? and better things.
1: Exactly. And, and if you're thinking about your past, you're not being mindful. Yep.
0: And then uh, my last question here, oh, I got two more questions for you um what is you you you've been here in dc for 20 years now over 20 years 20 years 20 years Uh, 30 30 years 30 years years. years. what uh what's one thing you would recommend that everyone experience here in dc and i'm not talking about like going for a walk on the mall or any of that you know stuff give me something about like the culture here of the dmv
1: one thing that people should experience, I, I recommend this to uh, all the athletes. It happens only once a year. It's July 4th. You have to go next to the monument and watch the fireworks. It's got to be next to the monument and watching the fireworks. Honestly, when the first time I watched it, I, I felt like America. Like, I, I this is America. This is what America is about. You hear the, the national anthem. You see the monument. You see the White House. You see the fireworks. You see the flags. You see how patriotism this country is like you're like i am in america i feel it i see it i touch it and i keep going going there like we make a point to go there we make a point we walk we live right by the the monument yep. we make a point yep. year after year to go and watch it
0: oh that's awesome yeah and it was it was special i think uh just last week with the inauguration they had a, a kind of a similar fireworks display and i think there was a. Uh, a similar sentiment that I don't know I, I experienced, um, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, I like that. I like that answer. That was good. And then, the last question I got for you: What's the best thing that's happened to you in the last week? A little gratitude in the week. show on here. Last week, what's the best thing that's uh, happened to you? You, you can't what, say this, po- and you can't say this podcast either. You can't say that.
1: Uh, I would say a lot of great things. Um, I would say my life is filled with amazing things every single day. I would say the biggest thing happened to me is, uh, you know, we're here, I see the water, I see the sand, I see the 70 degree sun. Um, and I still get to help people in amazing way. Like that's, that's the biggest thing that people are still reaching out to me that I haven't talked to in years and asking me questions and about not needing help, like how to make their life better. And my, my, uh, my dharma and purpose, I'm here to serve and help them. And and when that happens, when that happening, when that keep happening, week after week, and I'll say that's the best thing. That's just the greatest feeling.
0: I love it. I love it. Naveen, if people want to get in touch with you, they want, they want to work with you. uh, What's the best way for them to get to find you? Where can they find you?
1: Um, I'm always open. I would never turn um, any emails or anything down because that's my purpose and dharma to help you. I think the best way is uh, I'm on all the social media since COVID time. I have my website is uh, navinhealth.com. Uh, I'm on IG, N-A-V-I-N dot H-E-T. Um, I'm on Twitter, N-A-V-I-N underscore H. Facebook, any anything you need to know, anything I could help to and help and support and serve you, reach out to me. I would love to help you.
0: There you go, man of the people, Naveen. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it, and uh, we'll definitely be talking soon.
1: Thank you, Mike.
0: Thank you so much for listening to Move the District today. If you want to find out more about our guests or about Big League Performance and Rehab and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free, head over to BigLeaguePerformanceAndRehab.com to learn more. Thanks, and until next time, keep moving,
1: DC!